Hi-ho, hello, and welcome to a very special bonus episode of The Drunken Transfer. It's not quite episode 5, but it's not quite episode 4. It's episode 4.5. It's like a mini-sode. We've never done a mini-sode. We've not. It's quite early in our Drunken Transferring career to be doing a mini-sode. And it's just it's another week of firsts. Yeah. It's, it's, it, what you're about to listen to is not quite the cutting room floor, because that makes it sound really shit. <laughs> But it's something that didn't quite make the cut from episode four because we got carried away. All that Cronenborg went to our heads. We we were recording for a long time. It was light outside and then by the end it was dark. You'd grown a great big bushy beard. <laughs> a great it. big bushy beard. Great big beard. bushy beard. What you're going to hear on this episode is Jacob and I running through our pre-season predictions. Now we realise you're listening to this, it's two weeks into the season. It's no longer pre-season. However, everything that we have said, which I'll be honest with you, listening back to it now... Horseshit. Yeah, doesn't hold much water. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, we're going to run through our league table predictions. Uh, things like top scorer, first manager to be sacked. Biggest flop. Biggest flop. We love a flop. We love a flop. I love revelling in others' misery. <laughs> <laughs> I can't actually remember who you said for biggest flop. Well, if you listen to the end of the podcast, then you'll be able to... Yeah, keep listening, fellas. Um, <laughs> this is a Drunken Transfer, episode 4.25 slash 4.5... And here we are. I've deliberately tried to not be too out there with my predictions, just because I know you'll go, what, you've got Erling Haaland down as flop of the season? <laughs> when, like, that's not going to happen, is no, it? No, it's not. Uh, I am quite intrigued to see your table prediction, because you have literally done it as of the last 20 minutes yeah, or so. Yeah, so I cannot um, be held accountable. Also, no, you know you, the frame of mind I'm in. I cannot be held accountable. <laughs> I'm operating, at the, at, like, as we speak, slash pod, I'm operating on maybe a generous like 40% brain capacity, which, after the Cronenberg setting, we're going to be down to like low 20s. So just putting it out there. That's my small text. Like always, read the the fine print. Yeah, you you you're not gonna enjoy when I clip this up at the end of the year and then <laughs> and then play <flip> back to you. <laughs> right, twentieth to first, did you say? Yeah, I want to hear who you think's gonna be running. Well, you were giving me pelters for this earlier in the week because I was really boring, and I know it never ever 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 happens, but I do think that the three promoted teams in the championship last season are gonna be the three to go down. Boring, boring, take himself! I know, but sorry, take it from someone who has to forcibly, Clockwork Orange style, watch the championship every bloody week. They are just not up to it, mate. They're not up to it. You made the same prediction last year. You said all three promoted teams are going to go down, and I said I don't think Brentford are going to go down. I understand the argument with bloody... Like in Norwich and Watford, but Brentford, Brentford are leagues ahead of any of the teams that went up. I, this I don't agree. I think Forest have got the same bit, nah. bit about them. I, I like know Steve they've Cooper, signed loads do, of players. But... Jacob, this has happened once in Premier League history. Every single I was reading Phil McNulty with BBC oh, Sport. Oh, Phil McNulty, Phil... the footballing guru himself. Phil McNulty's the fucking chief editor of BBC Sport Football. Right, yeah, he's not the Dalai Lama. Yeah, but, B, but, but Phil McNulty for the last two or three years has said, I think all the promoted teams are going to go down. And every single time it's like, what a dirge of a prediction. I'm going what to, a dirge. I'm going, no, I'm going to vandalise all your Phil McNulty posters. No, in your I, I, you made the same prediction last year. You're a coward. Would That's you, what you are. Maybe I am a coward. You're a coward. But, I, but I'm a slight, I'm, I'm a coward who's going to be right. <laughs> <laughs> You're playing I'm a more strange. educated coward than you. Oh, Bet- mate, better think... to be a coward who's right than a b- reckless bravado. Were you right last season? No. I was right last season. I got all three predicted teams who I thought were going to go down to go down. 
So well, look, this is my year, baby, and, this, and it's going to happen for the second time in Premier League history. Mark my words. Clip why, do this. For, why do you think Forrest is going to go down? Steve Cooper is a manager who is made for the Premier League. Yeah, I've... he got them from twenty fourth to third when they were from from September through to May in the Championship. I think there's seventeen better teams than. You genuinely think there are better teams? You think there are better managers than Steve Cooper? No, I like Steve Cooper. I'll... You think that Jesse Lingard, who was red hot at West Ham, oh, isn't going to turn it spot on? Spot the Forest. United fan, everyone. <laughs> no, oh, I... Jesse Lingard signed for Look, Forest. Oh, oh, it's going to be brilliant. I've criticised Lingard to my heart's bloody content whilst he's been at United. He is a proven... No, Bre- I... Bre- Brennan Johnson. You don't think Brennan Johnson's going to turn it on in the Premier League? Oh, You've seen he can work with Super Brennan things. Johnson, yeah. Oh mate, I I I, I think this. I'm Where's so it, looking. Well, for... put your money where your mouth is, and stick old Brennan Johnson in your fancy team. Go you on, know what? I'd, I'd consider putting Johnson oh, in your fancy no, team. You're a you're a joke. I considered it. No, no. Listen, I, I, right. So no who, one's going to listen to you again after what he did, Joe Gellar. Twentieth, nineteenth, eighteenth. I do think Forest are going to be the, the best of the worst. Uh, Bournemouth are cannon fodder. Yeah. Bournemouth are. I do agree. I mean, by Scott. Hilariously, I've been listening to Scott Parker in his press conferences who is basically already getting in the excuses ahead of him being sacked by Christmas and saying that, oh yeah, the squad we got this season is worse than the one we had when we were promoted. Okay, so the interesting thing, the interesting thing about both Bournemouth and Fulham is that they appear Are both to... both shit? <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> I think that they appear to have thought that they've learnt from their previous no. mistakes in the Premier League season in that their recruitment this year, as opposed to other Premier League seasons, like, well, I know Bournemouth have been in the Premier League for five years mm-hmm. when they got relegated. I think five, well, maybe six years. They made an absolute ton of signings None of them paid off. Fulham, last time they were in the Premier League, made a ton of signings. Mm. None of them paid off. So this year, both of them have decided to make next to no <laughs> signings and they're probably going to do a Norwich. I mean, the, Fulham signing Bernd Leno strikes me as like an Alf- Alphonse Ariola-esque signing Agreed. where he's likely to do okay. He's still not going to keep them up. Um, I think Fulham and Bournemouth are, 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 are down. I, I, I do I do I, I do agree with you I, I think I think the two of the three will go down I think that they are the classic yo-yo teams yeah. I think you need to give Nottingham Forest a lot more credit okay. well look, it'd give me great great joy to see so, one of uh, like Everton or Leeds go down in their stead I just am a so pessimist it, I don't think it's going to happen we could talk about the relegated teams all day is Forest Fulham Bournemouth uh, yeah I've got Bournemouth 20th Fulham 19th Forest 18th okay I've got Bournemouth 20th Southampton 19th mm, Fulham yeah, 18th the reason being I wouldn't be surprised if Hassan Hussle ends up walking. I don't think they've had too much. Well, he's talked about retiring when his contract's up. Exactly. I think that he's one of those. I, I think. I think he's, he's younger than Pep Guardiola. I, I know, but I, I don't like he like he has said in the past. Football is not his world. He, he's not. He loves well, crochet it is, it is and Sudoku. <laughs> he, it, yeah, he, it, it's it's not the be all and end all mm. for him. I don't know that Southampton have made significant investment to have improved on their squad last season, which was very shaky towards the end of the year. Joe Rebo is probably the only player that they've got in, which I think is potentially Premier League quality. Football manager, Reading FC career mode legend, Joe yeah. Rebo. Yeah. I, I think they're going to struggle up front. I think mm. they're going to leap goals in defence. Um, and I think Hassan Hüttel might throw in the towel. Uh, I think Fulham similarly can have issues. They've essentially got two starting centre-backs. I think Hassan hüttle has got too much honour. I think he's going to see it through to the bitter end. Yeah, maybe, but I think he'll leave at the end of the season. I, I like Ralph Hassan-Huttle. I, I, I need, want him to be my dad. Yeah, I like Ralph Hassan-Huttle. I would not like Southampton to get relegated. 
I think they might. Yeah, see, I have got Southampton also down there, but not quite as low as you. I've got Southampton in 16th. Let's go 11th through 17th, because this is okay. sort of kind of the bottom, mid, mid-bottom of the I'm going to rattle them off and you can shout at me, because you're always going to shout at me anyway. So okay, 11th. Uh, 11th. Are you sure you don't want to go 17th to 11th? Yeah, no, go on, go 17th to 11th. Yeah. So, 17th to 11th, I've got Everton in 17th. Me too. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Snap! I think Lampard's going to be sacked, and I think that the yeah. new manager will save them just. Well, more on that later, because um, you've asked me for my uh, first <laughs> sack. First manager to be sacked. Yeah. Southampton is 16th. Okay, yeah, so um, I've, gone, I've gone for Leeds. Um, yeah, I, I think Southampton, I don't think, oh, maybe it's just wishful thinking on my part. I don't want Southampton to go down, put me in 16th. Mm. I've got Leeds in 15th. Okay, so yeah, we've, we're pretty similar. And with to Leeds. be honest, it's, it's like I, I don't think too much of Jesse Marsh, but at the same time, I think the type of signings they've made, such as like Rasmussen and, and, and whatnot, I think are signings in his mould I think he's going to get a tune out of enough players I think they'll be okay I think there are worse teams in Leeds I I do think Marsh is a lot better than people give him credit for I I think that he had that rather nasty and unfair uh, label when he came in of being the Ted Lasso of the Premier League and I think that's honestly just racist it's a bit xenophobic isn't it really just because he's American I think think he'll do okay I think 16th, 15th we've got so I I think my 15th, 20th picks I think it's going to be a combination of those six teams Leeds, well, Southampton, Everton, Forest, Fulham, Bournemouth. I think that's established. So right? I, I, I'm 15th. I've got Brentford. Okay. So all I, right. I, 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 we're, we're, we're sort of. I think uh, they're going to suffer for a lack of Christian Eriksen. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, I think, I think, it, I think it may, might be a slight case of second season syndrome. But I, I definitely think Thomas Frank is a decent enough manager mm. to keep them up. He's a nerd. You hate Thomas Frank. I hate Thomas Frank. But for no reason. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> just, just blind. He said hatred. some nasty things about Reading. No, he hasn't. Time. I've yeah, looked has. up the quotes. You told me them, and you've no. been. I think he's a dweeb. <laughs> You'll be so sensitive. <laughs> the mere, the mere mention of Thomas Frank's name actually like makes me a little angry. You can probably hear it in my voice. Uh, right, fourteenth upwards. I've got Leicester in fourteenth. Mm. Snap again. Yeah, there we go. What we like, eh? Yeah. What, what we, we like. I think, I'm surprised that we both got them so low, because I thought I was putting them low no, when I put I, them there. I think uh, I think Leicester are going to do badly, but not like badly enough for it to really make headlines. I think... Well, I don't know, 14th for Leicester, bearing in mind that they've been up there in the top seven or yeah, eight the last I think there just seems to be this assumption with Brendan Rodgers, the manager, that they're like, oh, well, they can't, do, and they, they can't do that bad, and they've got players that, you know, Newcastle are sniffing around, like Madison, I know they're in for Harvey Barnes, I know Newcastle are in for T. Sure. Uh, but I think, Leicester are going to suffer for a lack of investment they're the only Premier League teams who have not made a signing at yeah. the time of recording and I just think they've been on the slide for a while I think there are real question marks over their defence they've obviously lost Kasper Schmeichel to I think Nice it, I think it's going to get bad if Chelsea signed for Fana as well mm. because I think him coming back this year could be a real plus Roger's done the classic thing there hasn't he and say he's not for sale at any price which is the exact same thing he said about Chilwell before he went to Chelsea as well so. I think Rogers is quite frustrated for, mm. he's what I'm gleaning from his media a lot of Leicester fans are frustrated with Rogers honestly I, I, and yeah. having been there by the way as a Reading fan that had to watch Brendan Rogers almost relegated to League One is it Rogers' fault? no I don't think it is Rogers' fault but I think the Rogers thing gets a bit grating at a time like this for Leicester fans where he will always he has a specific way of communicating, which I think can can kind of, I don't know, wear people down where he talks about like characters and desire and and all that. And I think it, it, Rogers might just have taken Leicester as far as he can, really. And the the annoying thing there is that 
I still think when he is sacked, inevitably, eventually, he'll still be in the conversation when it comes to getting a top job. So, oh, well, I would agree. But then I do think he's, he's, he's done okay at Leicester. Yeah. Bottom line is, neither of us have got Leicester We've both got Leicester in 14th. That's fun. Yeah. Um, upwards from there, I've got Wolves in 13th. I've got Forest. Okay. You've got Forest in 13th. As I told you, I think Steve Cooper is a manager who is made for the Premier League. Look what Brentford did last okay. season. Yes, there's going to be a lot of adjustment with signings. I think it's a good show. I, um, I look forward, to, uh, I look forward to clipping hey, this up and playing Jacob? it back to you next season. Jacob, I'm not a coward. Uh, no, look, I think you're confusing. I think you're confusing being sensible for being a coward. Well, you said Brentford were going to go down last season and they performed admirably. Yeah, they had a wobble. <laughs> they did have a wobble. Um, on that note, I've then got, after Wolves in 13th, I've got Brentford in 12th. Uh, yeah, I, I've got Crystal Palace. Um, oh, I, okay. I think Palace, I, I think a lot of people think Palace are going to have a good year. I think they'll probably have a marginally worse year than people seem to think. But, you know, some of these mid table spots do tend to change over the last three or four games of the season and sometimes a team who's been up there in 9th or 10th can drop down to 12th yeah, and, and this, this, we're talking points aren't we we are like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Palace was there and in the same yeah. way that I can see why you put Wolves 13th yeah and and I will say spoilers that I've got more faith in Palace than you do um, I've got Newcastle in 11th well, that's, that's too low that's got to be too low surely no, with Eddie Howe I, don't get me wrong oh, I don't Eddie. like the bastard but yeah. I've right. got Wolves Okay, yeah, all right, I see yeah. that. West Ham, who again are ones that have struggled in the in the transfer market. I've got West Ham in 10th. All right, I'm going to slightly retract the coward comment because I think that Newcastle, West Ham, 11th, 10th, is a lot different mm. to what a lot of people will have predicted. I think there are going to be better teams than Really? Yeah, yeah I, 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 I would not be surprised to see Newcastle finish higher, but equally, I, I, just, I think people are putting too the much Newcastle too soon. Yeah, well, look, West Ham... I think it would be disappointing for West Ham to finish tenth. But I don't know. I just I think there are better teams in the league. Which wow. Um, ninth, Brighton. Uh, I've gone. Um, sorry, I've got Brighton in tenth. Okay. I've got, uh, so uh, I think that again, the loss of Eve Basuma and as of about two hours ago, Mark Kucherea. Yeah. I think right, that's okay. that that that's you know going to potentially do them in a little bit. But I think Potter's got a good side there. I've gone Aston Villa in ninth. Okay. So uh, I, I thought I was putting Villa a little high in eighth, but it's reassuring to know that we're. Yeah, uh, I I think Gerard's going to do well. I was I have to say I I might have been tempted to put them a touch higher hmm. had I not seen them in pre season with their first team and thought they were pretty average against Man United. That may well just be them being sluggish in pre-season I wasn't particularly impressed but I do think it was one of Diego Carlos's first appearances I think he could do well for them Um, Coutinho needs to start playing a bit better because he dropped off a little towards the end of the season and what I saw of him and again it's only one pre-season appearance so you know I'm, I'm simply going by the eye test of about 60 minutes he didn't look particularly great. Yeah. Well, I, th- I still think ninth is good for them. He's Coutinho is one of these players that like you're either going to get a ten out of ten performance out of him or like a could be a fantasy ten. asset. Yeah. I, I well, Coutinho. I'm, I'm is not, it seven mil? He's not on my watch list yet, but no, we'll fair enough. Might be a nice pivot option for like Bournemouth for the first day of the season. If you've got Coutinho against Bournemouth for game week one, I think yeah. it's not a bad differential. Oh, I need I need to see more from him. Um, this is where things get interesting for me, and I want you to retract your <laughs> coward comment immediately because I've got Crystal Palace in seventh. Uh, that is bold. That is really bold. Um, 
I, I think, think I think Palace are going to have an excellent season. I think that look, you don't win anything, the kids. Uh, <laughs> um, you, this is you. You think Malcolm Ebiowe is going to lead and? Oh yeah, player of the season. <laughs> no, I'd be really impressed with Vieira. Um, as someone who I am not proud to say, I along with the many others thought they were going to struggle last year. I just see really good things. From I Palace. think that's a bit. I think, high. I think I, they're I, really progressive. I understand why you've put them in seventh. Mm. Um, and I think that it's because they've got the exciting young talents of Elise, Eze, uh, Zahara, obviously it's not particularly young anymore, but they've got some exciting talents. Think, and uh, Cheikh Dekure is a good signing as well. To di- as, a, as a disclaimer, I think 7th to 10th, all the way down, I think any of those positions are malleable for me. I think Palace, Villa, Brighton, West Ham, you can really put them in any order. So I, I, I would slightly disagree. Um, I do think that West Ham and Newcastle are a club above okay. the rest. So right. I've got. Well, we'll agree to disagree. Yeah, I've got. I've got um, West Ham in eighth. I've got Newcastle in seventh. I'm loath to say it. I, I think Newcastle. Um, they have had a frustrating transfer window so far. Mm. I think they will end up signing players if they get Madison. That's. New, Newcastle have had a touch of the Chelsea's about them in that you know lots of whisperings about who they want to sign and not a lot of yeah. actual I, I, I don't think either Newcastle or West Ham will be in particular danger this year of breaching the top six mm. I think there will be a little bit of a separation I do think the two of them might be a bit separate from ninth down um, I think I think I think Eddie Howe will do a good job and I think I think West Ham I think West Ham finishing eighth might disappoint some of them, but they've got a European campaign yeah. coming up, and sometimes it is difficult to well, maintain I mean, I that. They did very well to do it last season. I think that's part of the reason I, I put them down in tenth. I just think they'll struggle, especially with the squad that they've got. I mean, they've, they've struggled to bolster it. Final point on Palace in seventh, by the way. Yeah, go on. I just like Mark Gwaihi. No, I, I, I really like Palace, I, yeah. and I, I agree. I actually really like a lot of their individual assets, and I can see why you put them seventh. I think they're an exciting team yeah. under Vieira. Um, I think that their project might be a couple of years off yeah. finishing that That's high. That's entirely fair. But, but I, 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 get, I get that I get mm. the, the seventh pick. Meat and potatoes time. Go on, sixth and fifth. Sixth, sixth and fifth, right. Sixth, cover your ears, Manchester United. Okay, I get it. I've gotten fifth. Oh, it's a bit optimistic. It, <laughs> I think... Look, Solskjaer managed to finish second with this bunch, right? Somehow. Somehow. Um, because he managed to make them... He was fantastic, and he managed to motivate them all. I think the Ten Hag effect will come in a little bit. I don't think it'll be enough to get us Champions League football. Um, I'm interested to see who you've got fifth. Yeah, well, look, with with United, there's nobody I'd like to see succeed more at United than Ten Hag as as a proud half-Dutchman. I hope you don't get on his back after he finishes sixth, because I think you've got to stick with him. But that's just, you know, minor point. We might be close to the top four. Uh, again, it's, it's contingent on You can't get any worse than last season. No, fuck In no. fifth, yeah. Arsenal. Okay, so you might be really surprised to hear this. In sixth, I've got Chelsea. Mm-hmm. And the reason why um, alludes a little bit to what we were talking about earlier on. I didn't commit fully to it because I wanted to make my point for why I've got them in sixth. At the moment, it seems that Chelsea are going after a lot of the big guns transfer targets simply to deprive them of being able to have them. I don't know that their transfer strategy is particularly well thought it, out. It's a transfer strategy that is um, to be expected of having your owner as your director of football. Quite right. And I think Todd Bowley wants to go and make a bit of a splash at the moment. He wants to make a statement. Don't get me wrong. Raheem Sterling for 47.5 million is very good value. 
Do you really need to sign Mark Couturier for 52 and a half if you've got Ben Chilwell there? Don't get me wrong, I think Couturier is good. You've already got a left back who's just as good. Do you need is that where we need you need investment? Frankie Dion, again, I think it'd be a good signing. But does, it, does everyone fit into Tuchel's does everyone fit into Tuchel's system? I think I think the biggest argument I would make for having Chelsea finish down there is Tuchel has cut a very frustrated figure in preseason. And yes, that's very what that's what I was going to say. And, as well. and this is a manager who previously has come to blows with the higher ups at, at clubs he's managed in the past, such as Dortmund and PSG. Yeah. Right? it feels like they're they're on a, a bad bad path there. I agree. I think I I, I completely agree. I think Tuchel has been. Um, rather antsy pre-season. Mm. Oh, saying I, straight up, we're not good enough. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I think there's excuses there already. Mm. And look, they may get the investment. I know they've been a little bit frustrated and they're, they're, you know, they're trying to get Kunde. I, I don't know that everyone's going to gel. And, and, and I would be... There's still so many question marks over the, over the squad. It looks like Hakim Ziyech is out the door to AC Milan but hasn't gone yet. Lukaku's yeah. gone. Uh, Timo Werner's being offered to every club under the sun. You've had the upheaval in the defence with who they've lost, like Christiansen's gone. This as Piliqueta might still go, Alonso might still go. Yeah. There's still so many moving parts. I realise sixth is a little bold, mm. but fuck it. I well, see now. I feel I feel like I've just sort of convinced myself into wishing I'd put Chelsea lower, but I've got Chelsea in fourth. Okay, that, that yeah. Just because I, I, I think Arsenal. I think most people will have Chelsea. In the top I really, four. really, 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 really. Like as, as someone that doesn't like Mikel Arteta for no particular reason other than the fact that he's <laughs> just annoying. Another another classic person yeah. that you like dislike for no reason. For no real reason. Like I I do think Arsenal are gonna be handy. I just think that, that again they're a, a, a team in progress. So Interestingly, I, All or Nothing's Arsenal documentary is out tomorrow. Uh, that's gonna be blockbuster. Apparently, um, according to what I've read from The Athletic, it's a little bit like the Tottenham one in that it's not quite as blockbuster as you want it to be yeah. because they they sanitise them a little bit. All I want is like hour long episode of them shouting at Pierre Emerick Aubameyang, honestly, but <laughs> and him being a massive man child. I don't know that his thing was in the three um, episodes oh, preview that they got, but I am quite interested to see what the how the Aubameyang situation is is treated. I want I want a like tell all interview with Gunnosaurus. <laughs> I uh, I've got Arsenal fourth. Have you? So I I I, I think I, you can interchange. Arsenal and Chelsea, I think they're, there's only going to be a, a, a spot I th- between them. I think them. it's tough to predict those from four through six. I think the, I'm glad that we agree on Arsenal, United, and Chelsea being the mm. three that are going to finish fourth to six. I think this could be the year that Arteta does finally fully come good for Arsenal. I think there were towards the end of last season, you know, there was it was starting to emerge his his plan a little bit because they, he got a bit of pasting in the in the beginning of last season. They've made a couple of really interesting exciting signings. I think Gabriel Jesus might be the missing link up top for them. Um, Zinchenko's a great acquisition. Interesting to see where Zinchenko plays. Does yeah, he go midfield? Well, Does he go left? But with how often Tierney's crocked, you know, with him being yeah. a fiberglass. Um, and also some really interesting young signings like um, the second coming of Vieira. <laughs> um, where is he going to play Martin Erdegaard has been made captain that's a bit of a question mark mm. for me so I don't know that's Chelsea and Arsenal in fourth and fifth for us respectively would you like to hear who's, who's third for me because I think it's going to be third for you too yeah he's got his I've spurs. gone for spuds old potatoes old. Yeah. I've got spuds in third Spurs Tottenham um, I think if there was ever a year for Spurs it's this year because Conte has put them through the, the mother of all pre-seasons because he's he's a nightmare for that he's, he's like um one of those like tough sporting dads who like really wants to, their son to like succeed at seven aside. 
Um, you know, we've had a preseason where like Harry Kane's been vomiting on the touchline from overexertion. Um, they, they're going to be the fittest this Spurs side has ever been. They've made a combination of very astute sign-ins and a couple of signings where I'm like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Long lay Richarlison, I presume. Yeah, I mean, p- people have been talking about Richarlison. I don't think he's going to be all that. I was really tempted to put him as my flop, but I haven't. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think Spurs are going to come closest to challenging Liverpool and City, just really because of the Conte factor. I, I think agree. Kane's going to have a good season, provided he doesn't cock himself for the World Cup, because that would be hilarious. God. Um, yeah, Spurs me in third, what do you think? Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I think, like you say, it's going to be the the I think the biggest chance Conte has got to close the gap at the moment. I think the Conte factor is a large part of why I've put them in third. They finished last season brilliantly. I think that on the for, for, for the large for, on the whole, I think they've made some decent recruitment to build on their squad. I think Ibrahim is an excellent signing. Um, I think that Perisic is going to be um, very good. Richarlison, I don't know that he necessarily brings the squad down if he doesn't play well. Kulisevsky's there. So, mm. you know, I think I think Spurs make sense. Top two is the big question. Which order you got them in? Uh, I've gone for a bit of a wild card pick and I reckon Liverpool might pip City. Not that wild, baby. Have you gone for Liverpool I've too? I've gone Liverpool Wow. Well. I don't know. I thought I, was, I thought I was doing something a bit fruity, but well, never mind. I'm not surprised that you've picked them because you've said a few times over the last couple of days or so, City's attack is worse this season. I don't think it's just their attack. I think it's the whole squad. Well, yeah, I mean, Zinchenko's gone as well, right? Jesus mm. has gone, Sterling's we're gone. Talking, we're, we're talking about Nathan Ake being like one of the main names in terms of defence I, I would imagine that City will probably sign another fullback. Yeah, and, and City have that annoying habit of just basically, Mark Cucurella aside, being able to sign who they like. Yeah. And um, and I know that... Apart from Cucurella, yeah, it's, it's true. It's going to be really, really tight. I mean, like the, Liverpool and City are going to be leagues ahead of, of anyone else. We should just have like a break-off league of, of those two, honestly. Give us, give us 30, like eight games of Liverpool v City, please. That'd be nice. And um, they've both made intriguing sign-ins. I mean, headlines include like Holland at City, Nunez at Liverpool. But aside from that as well, I think Alvarez is going to be a really interesting signing to watch for City. Uh, Liverpool are still like, there's whispers about who they're going to bring it. And it's, it's fascinating the way that Mane's gone and whether Diaz kicks on now in, in, in a starting. But so it's, it's really, really, really interesting, the battle for first and second. Um, I think it's probably just heart over head me going Liverpool over City. But, well, no, but I think this, this might be the year where the gap is a little slimmer than it's been. Maybe. I, I, I think as, as, as much as too much has been made of Haaland having a poor time against Liverpool in the Community Shield... Um, uh, the, possibly the right amount has been made of how well Nunes did against a Man City defence, tired or not, uh, you know, because he came on around the 60th minute mark. Um, and I think that he has shown that he should be able to slot into English football mm. quite quickly, quite nicely. Um, I think Liverpool have, have made a sensible acquisition with him. I think Diaz as a main starter is 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 really great. I think having those two in Salah as the starting you know forwards, I don't know that they need to do anything with the defence yeah. or midfield. So like you say, City have got marginally worse, 
and Liverpool have stayed the same. They've Liverpool got better, look- and it's so tight. The margin is so tight between them. Yeah. I, I don't think it's that wild card to suggest. I thought in, in the Community Shield, I know that it's that most venerable, prestigious competition, not. Um, Liverpool, for me, looked really sharp. They did. Really on it. And, and that was to, after Klopp would be moaning, yeah, knowing I th- about I think, how they haven't had a proper pre-season. I think City have got more clicking and gelling to do than Liverpool. And yeah, I, I just think that for Liverpool, it's more sort of evolution rather than revolution. So yeah, well that's my that's my one to twenty, and that's my one to twenty. Let's go for our predictions on uh, the following top scorers. Who do you got? Harry Kane. Me too. I've also got <laughs> Harry Kane. Right. Yeah, I think I think I, I think under Conte's BDI um, and with the, the World Cup coming up in November, I think he's going to be well up for it. Mind you, it would not be surprising to me if he now does his ACL or not. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think Kane will get it as well. I think Kane will have a top season. Uh, assisters, who's going to be top in the assisting charts? Super Kev. Yeah, I've gone Kevin De Bruyne as well. It's so boring. It's so boring. boring. I I, I did consider picking Jason Sancho as a wild card, but I don't think we're going to Well, the amazing thing about us both tipping Kevin De Bruyne to be top assistant is the fact that neither of us have got him in our... can't squeeze him in our starting lineups at the moment. No, that's true. Um, I... I do want to get De Bruyne in at Me some too. point. The thing is, I think De Bruyne and Haaland is going to be the assistor to the scorer. So, yeah. I, yeah. you know, it's, it's got to be Kane or Haaland or, yeah. or, or, or Son, De Bruyne. This one's going to be really interesting. First sack, who have you gone for? Well, you've already um, intimated that you've gone for Frank Lampard, mm-hmm. right? Well, no, I kind of had a... a I've got like a triumvirate three. Yeah, me too. I've got three. Three, uh, third, I've got Brendan Rodgers. So have I. Have you really? Yeah, yeah, Second, yeah. I've got Frank Lampard. Okay, right, yeah. And first, I've got Marco Silva. Oh, okay, right. So I, I, I'll tell you who I'm going to go for then. I'm going to, just to be different, I'm going to go Scott Parker. Oh, okay, that's interesting. Because uh, you the but reason my why three were Parker, Lampard, Rodgers. The reason why I don't think Bournemouth were was that they've got a slightly better track record of holding on to their managers. Yeah, but I think Parker's more mercenary than you give him credit for. But that's not a second, that would be leaving, right? No, but I, I, I think that Parker... Parker's he, going to declare interest on a job. He's like going to launch a military team. And Bournemouth will be like, well, no, Scott. I think he's very quick to burn his bridges, Scott Parker. Um Really? He, he did a pretty good job at Fulham, no? No, and I think I think it, I would not be surprised if Sean Dyche is in by Christmas. Oh, it's a Bournemouth. That's, That's generally, a shout. You can literally hold me to this now. I, I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. If I, if Sean I Dyche is going to be at Everton, mate. <laughs> 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 you, 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 you Everton and you know, Bournemouth. You know, Big Sam guy. Yeah, <laughs> Ever, Everton and Bournemouth are going to be fighting over Sean Dyche's services. By the, by the time that Qatar rolls around, yeah. he'll be in at one of them. There you go. Right, player of the season. Um, player of the season, I'm going Kane again. Okay, so I've gone Hyungmin Song. Well, that's interesting. Okay, yeah, I mean that. Uh, it's Just to be different. Yeah, yeah, that, that that sort of makes sense. I think if Kane gets the golden boot mm. um, and Tottenham finish third, people might be tempted to give it to him. Realistically, it always goes as whoever wins the league, right? Yeah. So um, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Salah pop up with that. Um, right. Breakthrough. Now. Breakthrough um, player of the season. This is my bias pick. This is my Reading FC pick. Um, oh, you can Mike Michael Lisa. Lisa. Of course you have. Uh, no, <laughs> genuinely, I think if you're going like points per minute and, and performances per minute last season for Palace, he was always on the cusp yeah. of, of being a starter last season for Palace. Palace fans cannot speak highly enough of him. I think he's the most exciting prospect out of you know all their, their youthful options up top and they have a few of them. Unsurprising that I've gone Elise given that I put Palace in seventh. I think this is Michael Elise's. Yeah, I'd love to trash it. I think it makes sense. Um, I can see because he hasn't been, he wasn't a starter last season. If he does start, I'm, I might if well be putting him in. If he, well, if he becomes a starter, and you know, yeah. I, I, I can see it. He can do it all. He can assist. He's got an eye for goal. Excellent on uh, from the dead ball. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and he's got the attitude. He's a right arrogant bastard. I love that. <laughs> he is. Uh, I had a bit of deliberation. Do I go Joe Gellhart? I've not. <laughs> <laughs> I Do I go Garnacho for, Man- mm. for Manchester United? Well, I have not. Uh, I've gone Aaron Hickey. Okay. Um, uh, Brentford's Aaron Hickey. I wouldn't be surprised if um, he is there for one season and then gets a transfer to one of the big six. Apparently, he was been absolutely stellar at Bologna. Um, the Scots love him. I, I, I think it could be a, a the, good chance. The, the Bolognese and love it's, him. It's certainly, a, it's certainly a surprise the Bolognese the, love uh, him. <laughs> <laughs> um, my favourite transfer announcement video of all time on Twitter was Sam Hickey's to Bologna because they did this terrible Loch Ness monster reveal video. Did they really? Yeah. It's, oh no, have, you showed it to me I'll last show, year. It's yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. astonishing. <laughs> if you guys at home haven't seen it, you need to dig it out. It's brilliant. Signing of the season, Jake. Christian Eriksson. Oh, that's an interesting one. You've gone for Eriksson. Yeah, I think in terms of picking up um, Hippola, picking him up on a free, I think what Eriksson's going to bring to United is going to be invaluable. And also I think what he's got in his corner is because he's obviously very well liked. Yeah. You know, he's a bit of a media darling, rightly. He's a lovely chap. Um, I, I think Christian Eriksson is going to be a lot of on a lot of end-of-year lists. I don't think he's going to play every game for United, but no. when he does, I think it's going to have a serious impact. Great shout. Um, the Roy Hodgson and me says, go for an interesting defensive midfielder, Finn. So I've got Eve Bissouma. You, yeah, you and Eve Bissouma, man. Gets a shout-out every week. We should be on commission. I just I, I just think that he'll shore up Tottenham's midfield. I think in terms of Tottenham keeping clean sheets. Perfect think, for their shape. Yeah, I think yeah. I, 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 I think he'll be really good. I mean, you could go Jesus, you could mm. go Holland, flashy well, picks. It's but under- the Hodgson and me says, go for Eve Bissouma. It's understated, and I like that. Right, this is my favourite category of the lot. Flop. Flop. Flop of the season. Go on, you first. The Roy Hodgson in me says, don't go for defensive midfielder, Finn. But the Finn in me says, go for Calvin Phillips. Right, yeah. Phil Phillips was on my um, my short list of flops too. I don't know, man. I don't, again, I think it's going to be another Grealish shining mm. and not just because they're both English and have got silly hair. I think... Um, <laughs> I think um, Phillips is one of those who may take a little while to embed into the City team. I don't know how 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 well he fits in. I mean, don't get me wrong; he's been industrious for England, um, and I just don't see him usurping Rodri. I don't see City thinking that he's particularly worth it. Going from uh, Fernandinho to Calvin Phillips is a bit like going from like the Mona Lisa to one of Ringo Starr's Microsoft Paint drawings. I think it's pretty telling that when the pair of us say that City squad has got significant worse this season um, the fact that we're not including Phillips um, as uh, an, an indicator to say that they've you know bolstered a department probably shows what I, we think of him I find that when it comes to City I think in terms of what they spend on income is rather than what they gain from outgoing is, is rather astonishing and, and on that note even though I think it represents like value in terms of transfer outlay I've still gone for my flop as Raheem Sterling to Chelsea? To Chelsea. And, really? And my rationale for that is, even though Sterling's been a reliable performer in the Premier League for years, and you've got experience, you've got goals and all the rest, the re- main reason I'm putting him down as my flop is because Chelsea ruin forwards. Chelsea well, ruin forwards. But do they ruin strikers or do they ruin forwards? Well, I, I don't know. I just I think with the, with the turmoil and tumult at Chelsea, and given their track record of like, oh, here's a, here's a signing on paper that should do brilliantly, e.g. Fernando Torres, e.g. Romelu Lukaku. Uh, it just would not surprise me in a World Cup year to see Raheem Sterling just have an absolute stink of I mean, Chelsea. look, I predicted them to come sixth, so maybe I shouldn't be so aghast. Yeah. You know, it probably just, relies on them him, him playing well if they're to get up. Yeah, I, you know, it's, it, I think it could go either way. I, I think people are going to be talking about Sterling either for all the right reasons or all the wrong ones. So, yeah, maybe, maybe it's a bit out of there. Maybe I'm just trying a little hard, but I've gone for Raheem Sterling as my flop. 
And Bosch, those are our Premier League predictions for the season. I'm quite excited to refer back to this podcast at the end of the year and to poo-poo how rubbish we've done. It's going to be you that's getting egg on face. You get fucked, mate. (laughs) (laughs) 